Yeah, you know, Cookie. Morning, guys. How you going? Yeah, really good, thanks. I don't think we gave you a wrap last week for graduating university as well, by the way. Well done. What course oh, thanks, did you mate. do again? Thank you. Uh, Bachelor of Health and Movement at ACPE. So, uh, yeah, it's seven, seven long years part-time here and there where I could, but, yeah, glad it's done now, that's for sure. Oh, well done, mate. That's thanks, mate. That's really good stuff. So what does that sort of qualify you to do when you finish your footy career, mate, if you well, want to get into it, something yeah, like that? Yeah, I could still go uh, do my sort of level two strength conditioning coaching um, and then hopefully work my way into, uh, you know, the high performance side of things after footy. I think I really enjoy that. I wouldn't say no to, you know, coaching or anything like that yeah. at this stage, but I'd definitely love to stay around the footy environment and, um, you know, just be in, in the gym and high performance sort of stuff and um, still be around it, yeah. How much are clubs, and I guess the Players Association as well, putting into that area of, uh, you know, your post-footy career, et cetera, now, and how much encouragement is given to the players to pursue that sort of stuff during their career outside of the game. Yeah, it's definitely improving uh, every year, that, that's for sure. Uh, I remember when I started, there wasn't a lot around it, um, and they were sort of there, but not, not expected to do anything. Uh, now I know, you know the younger boys are 20s, a lot of them are, are pushed towards um, you know, some sort of education or some sort of even trade while they're not full-time and stuff like that, but there's a lot of... Uh, a lot of help and uh, help and a lot of avenues for guys to take and a lot of support there if they want to go into education and or anything like that at uni or, or TAFE or or even little um, you know, courses as well. Like at the moment, I know uh, Josh Mansour's business, like Renaissance, they've been coming in every second week at the moment and um, just giving you little crash courses on um, investments and Renaissance and just little education things like that. So there's plenty around and definitely improving every year, which is uh, which is good because you never know how, how long the career is going to last for you. No, that's fantastic, and it's great that you know the game is and the players' association are right behind it and supporting it because I think with these opportunities, you'll see more and more players start to think about life after football and you know spend a bit of time preparing themselves because one of the things that you're always are concerned about as a footballer because you're so caught up in your own little bubble and you think rugby league is just it. It's a lot bigger world out there. And when your footy career is over, you, that's when you tend to struggle because you haven't worked on anything into the future. So I, I think it's terrific that clubs, players are doing more of this cookie. Yeah, it is, mate. And uh, like you said, like, when you're young and you're a young footballer, you don't really think about that. You're trying to put all your eggs in one basket to play footy. That's what I was like as well. I remember I was actually got accepted into the uni when I was in 20s, but I deferred it just because I, um, you know, I just wanted all focus on footy, really. And I, I pushed that back a couple of years, which which I, I didn't do now because it obviously delayed how long it took me to get it done. But uh, definitely glad it's done. And, and definitely I can speak on behalf of South that they're really good. Like our wellbeing program and education, they're always um, trying to get the boys in there and trying to get started on whatever it is that they're passionate about. And a lot of the things at the moment are uh, not so much TAFE or uni, it might take a little TAFE course, but a lot of them uh, talk about their own little businesses on the side. Latrell, obviously, um, he's got a cu- he's got a couple there. I mentioned Mansour's before. Um, yeah, so the, a lot of them are all. Uh, when you get a few senior players doing it too, and it filters down, and that's why we get the next generation of players coming through. Um, you know, better than the, the group before them, which is all, what it's all about as well. You mentioned Latrell Mitchell, so let's just go to him quickly, Cookie, if you don't mind. He's been on fire with the boot lately. Um, he's on a streak of 12 straight successful kicks. Does he put a lot of extra time into his kicking on the training pitch? Yeah, he does. He's um, Most sessions after he's, he's having a kick, especially captain's on where he goes, I watch him go through his little routine across the field and back. Um, and then, you know, he's um, 
definitely always having a kick after each session. And um, yeah, he's been he's been doing it for a long time, so it's all about just keeping that routine the same for him. But at the moment, yeah, he's he's kicking uh, really well, and um, you know it's it's an important part of the season to be kicking well because you know there's two points, you know, four turning to six every time we score a try is going to be a massive help, uh, especially in the big month of footy we've got coming up. You've won your last five against Parramatta, Cookie. What do you put it down to? Why have you been able to worry them so much? Because you score a lot of points against them as well. I think in those five wins, three wins you've put on 38 points, another 40, and uh, your lowest score in that period is 30 points. So what do you do so well against Parra? I wouldn't say the score lines are much to do it because I know, you know a couple of games have, have ran away at the end, but it's, we've got a lot of respect for Parramatta and how strong a team they are and how, how good they are. I, I, we generally think they're a good um you know, chance to, to win the premiership uh, this year. They're the only side to knock off Penrith uh, both times this year. So we've got a lot of respect for them. We know that we're going to play our best footy against them. So I think it's always a, a tough battle uh, up front, um, you know, for the first part of the game. But then we've been lucky enough the last few times to, um, you know, score a couple of late tries and put the score line out a bit. But yeah, it doesn't respect how, how, how physical those games are. What have you been doing well the last sort of four or five weeks, Cookie, compared to the start of the season? Uh, I think we're really trusting the process that we have in not just in, in a defence but in attack as well. Like we're we're not getting um, bored of what we're doing. I think there's been some great games where we've been able to stick to the game plan for a long period of time, if not the 80 minutes, and and just continue to kick teams back, give them the ball back, kick it back to them, kick it to the corners, and try and lock them in and play the field position game because we know, um, you know, with the outside backs we've got, and even in the middle, uh, the threat that they have. We have uh, forwards that you know we can we can score points when we're down there. We just need to make sure that we're we're um, you know disciplined in those areas of you know just going through our sets and kicking it back to them and locking them in. And still the biggest work on one I think I'm, we spoke about um, early rounds of this year was still discipline and letting teams out of their own end. I think that's still an issue for us. Though. I just figured we're going to potentially have a BSB issue here, lots because what if Gutho scores and does the Gutherino on mm. top of Cookie? <coughs> What happens then? Oh, right. We're going to take sides, do we? We're either going to say we like it or we don't like it. Yeah. I'll be neutral. Oh, no, nah, mate. Well, they're both mates. You're going to make a call. No, when they're a mate, you look after your mates. Honestly, you not, you can't let him do that to you, Cookie. Well, we'll see how the game's going. <laughs> Straight down the bat. Uh, what power players do you have to keep quiet, though, Cookie, when you when you look at that side? Obviously, no Mitchell Moses at the moment as well. Who do you see as their real, I guess, you know, talisman? Well, just one you mentioned then, uh, Gutho, Sean Lane, and Dylan Brown. I reckon they got a really nice combination um, on their le- on the left hand side there. I think the way that they're using Sean Lane to get a bit of second phase play, um, you know, offloads and stuff happen around him. Um, and Dylan Brown, obviously, a good runner of the ball too. So they're definitely one part of it. Um, and then I think uh, Junior and and Regan up front. I think they're big, powerful guys that we've really got to win the physical battle with. When you look at your opposite, what's unique about Reed Marnie? Oh, very good. Yeah, very impressive, Reed. I've always have been. Um, yeah, you know, got a nice little, nice little kicking game in him as well. Uh, that's what he said they tried to use as well. You know, early tackles ended up getting out of their end. We've got to make sure that Reed is, um, you know, not jumping out of marker there and or not jumping out of hooker there and getting an early kick and looking for a forty twenty. And just down the line, he's got a nice little um, turn up play that him and Junior Bowler use really well. Um, they. they Junior knows when to run it. Junior knows when to pass it back to him. And um, they've had some real good success off the back of that. How's the combination with Cam Murray going, your uh, origin teammate? That's going good. It was uh, it's nice the last couple of weeks with um, 
been able to link up a little bit. And he's done some um, some good work, like he does, breaking the line, so making me look good. But you know, it's it's one that we've we've worked on a lot um, over the years, and um, this year this year just obviously been shut down at times. But it's definitely, it's definitely always there, and it's all it's all about just making sure that we we know it's there. So when the opportunity is ready to go, that we're both on the same page. Um, I feel like we are at the moment, which is good. Mm. A lot of people, after round 15, um, when you played against uh, the Dragons, I think it was, when Lockie Ellis was hooked, um, Cookie, everyone thought that that might shatter this young kid's confidence. But he looks as though he's come back bigger and better. Have you noticed a difference in anything that he does? Has he been the same? Um, I'm just interested to know a little bit about the kid and how he handled that tough moment in his so uh, so early on in his career? Yeah, I think he handled it really well. Uh, I remember speaking to him after the game and then speaking to the next uh, or two days later at training and I think he was um, you know, he was obviously a bit disappointed after the game but then, you know, come two days later he was excited and, and pumped about where he's going and used it as a learning curve for where he was at. And again, on that Dragons game, it wasn't so much him being hooked. I think it was more of, um, you know, Jay was looking for a bit of experience and, and a change of attack and bit of energy and we had Cody Nicarima on the bench and that's where he, he's, he fitted in but at the moment like the last few weeks a lot of it has to go down to, to Lockie that we're sticking to the game plan we put a lot of trust in him and a lot of pressure on him coming in his first year that we need you to do a certain job especially in our kicking game and, and he's made sure we're stuck to that no matter where he's on the field we try and get him in a good position but no matter where he is he's, he's always putting it in the pockets uh, for our kick chase to get down there and lock him in so um, nothing doesn't seem to phase him at the moment, uh, which is a good sign for a young halfback. You got a tip, Cookie? I do. Uh, race uh, seven, one or seven? No, race seven, number one, turning at Sydney. That's Turn- my favourite loss, so you can have that one if you want. Uh, Rightio. Gee, there's some scratching. So race be track one, num- uh, race seven, number one. Yep, turning. Yep. Kim Ward, Dylan Gibbons, three dollars ninety, and the favourites left in that race loss. So you may as well just take the favourite. No, I'm not taking one. the favourite. Okay. I'm going to take... Uh, hang on. Give me a look here. Well, that means you're going to be radio. Because I'm, I'm three in a row. Uh, are you really? Well, two wins and then your horse got scratched last week, oh. so it didn't matter where. Is, is J-Mac on anything in the last... Yes, he is. He's on Euphrates Dream for <laughs> Matty Smith. That'll do. $3.80. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want Cookie to have the satisfaction of saying okay. next week that I picked what, what the favourite. What about the little jab, though? I'm, I'm three from three. Yeah. I was yours last week got scratched. Yeah, I know. I just let that go. <laughs> to the keeper. Through to the keeper. That's $3.90. Race seven, number one, turning. Cookie's tip. Good luck, Cookie, against the Eels on uh, Friday night. Big game. Thanks, guys.